Good morning. Peace be with you. Some announcements I'll direct to uh, your announcement sheet for you to take a look at. I want to also really point out, highlight the congregational meeting that is scheduled to take place on January the 19th, right here. Uh, we'll meet uh, for lunch at noon, and then the meeting will uh, take place in the sanctuary here at 1 p.m. promptly. If you have any questions or uh, you want to know more about what we're meeting about or to uh, have some input uh, into the meeting, I would encourage you to come next Saturday, which is the 12th at 9.30. We have our monthly uh, council meeting of which all members are welcome to attend. And then you will notice that we have a special guest today, Jean. And Gene Shackleton is going to be blessing us this evening with a, uh, an event that um, she and, and, and Liz put together. And where is Liz? There she is. Liz, um, I talk, you know, a lot, but I cannot add value to this beautiful, beautiful happening tonight. And so I'm going to ask you to explain it to us, Liz, because I know it's more than us just getting together and singing some hymns. Um, so I'm just so thrilled every time Jean calls me because I know it's going to be fun for me. I get a little break and she just brings so much. Uh, she's a minister, correct? You just became a minister of the church of God, I believe ordained and, and she said music evangelism, which is right up her alley. You, if you come tonight, you will see why she's a music evangelist and today, obviously in the service. Um, and you're going to talk more tonight, correct? Yeah. She usually does a little talking, a little playing. And she invited six of her friends to come tonight. So it's going to be a wonderful event. I um, hope you all can come at 6 p.m. tonight here. Six churches will be represented tonight. Oh, wow. Yes. Very so nice. Please come. <laughs> if you can. All right. Thank you, Liz. Okie dokie. Boy, I haven't said that in a long time. Okie dokie. Well, at this point, would you please stand? Our opening hymn is, As with Gladness of Men of Old. It's on page 82. Let us sing as unto the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. 
We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways. To the glory of your holy name, amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Jesus Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God, power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation, blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray.
Oh God, by the leading of a star, you made known your only begotten Son to the Gentiles. Lead us, who know you by faith, to enjoy in heaven the fullness of your divine presence. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6. You can find it in the Pew Bible on page 1155. Before I start, I should tell you that there's a common thread through the uh, readings this morning. It has to do with Gentiles. If you weren't a Jew, you were a Gentile. And our first reading from Isaiah has the Jews returning from their captivity in Babylon, Gentiles, <coughs> chosen people to the promised land, and it wasn't good for them there because in their absence, other people had come in, Gentiles, and things were not good. However, Isaiah offers hope for the peoples of Israel and even forecasts the presence of kings from present-day Saudi Arabia who will come later on in history. Now on top of that, the epistle this morning has Paul writing to Ephesians, Gentiles, about the most amazing thing, that God is there for them as well as for Jews. So it's rather interesting readings this morning. Isaiah 60, 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kingdoms to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look about you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth on the seas will be brought to you. To you, the riches of the nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels from Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. We'll re we will read Psalm 72, verses 1 through 15, responsively. You can find it in your bulletin. Psalm 72, 1 through 15. Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. May he judge your people in righteousness, your afflicted ones with justice. May the mountains bring prosperity to the people, the hills the fruit of righteousness. May he defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. May he crush the oppressor. May he endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon, through all generations. May he be like rain falling on a mown field, like showers watering the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish, and prosperity abound till the moon is no more. May he rule from sea to sea 
and from the river to the ends of the earth. May the desert tribes bow before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of distant shores bring tribute to him. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring him gifts. May all kings bow down to him and all nations serve him. For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold from Sheba be given him. May people ever pray for him and bless him all day long. The epistle this morning is from Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. You can find it on page 1820 in your Bible. Ephesians 3, 1 through 12. For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you, that is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been, revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. The mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Jesus Christ. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him, and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel this morning is from St. Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12 and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1497. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king? Of the Jews. We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. 
When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all of Jerusalem with him. And when he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshiped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Please pray with me. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I like the story, the historical account, rather, of the Magi. It's a lot to be gleaned from it. One thing that I gleaned from it is that um, wise men ask for directions. Can I get an amen, ladies? Wise men stop and ask for directions. You know... Uh, I can relate to the king in this to a level, and I can relate to the magi in a level. And, and perhaps as, as I explain this to you, maybe you can too. It always puzzles me in, the, in Scripture when, especially the psalmist writes, I delight in your law. Now, there's some laws that I delight in here on earth, here in the United States, and there's others that maybe I don't delight all that much in. I always go to this, and it's my, it's my go-to because, it, frankly, it's a big part of my life, driving. Oh, brother. But don't we love the law in that there are speed limits set? And don't we love it that we 
all have agreed that we drive on the right side of the road and, and that we stop at red lights and we stop at red. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Now, there's times when I don't delight in the law, and, and I'm sure nobody here has ever seen this in their rearview mirror, but the lights are going off, right? Red and blue, I see you. Pull over. I don't really appreciate the law then. And I certainly don't appreciate it when I get the bill and, and when I send it off to the county. And um, that, that part of the law is a little hard. Another type of law that, uh, that we might not appreciate either is parking laws. Has anyone here ever gotten a parking ticket? I mean, I was only there for a minute. Okay, it was a while, but it's Laguna Beach and there was no place to park, all right? What do you expect me to run up and feed at quarters and yay, you know, there you go. We have a way of not really, um, as the psalmist says, I meditate on your law. Oh, how I love it. Now, Herod, Herod represents somebody that is kicking against the goat of the law too. How? Well, Herod's the king. And Herod hears that there's a child that is going to be born the king of the Jews. How do you hear that? Well, the wise guys, I mean wise men, stopped and asked for directions. This is bad for business for Herod. This is bad. And they know how, how he was, uh, how and where he was going to be born. Why? How? Well, we have a road map. A little life's instruction book, don't we? Do you notice that there's, but you, Bethlehem, that comes from Micah. Micah 5.2, found on page 1445 of your pew Bible. I looked. And there it is. A revelation. It, an epiphany. Um, I think they're kind of interchangeable. An epiphany can be something that actually changes your life. Something, it's like the uh, comic strips used to put a light bulb up, right? Ding. You know, oh, an epiphany. And here is a book full of revelation, full of epiphany. If you only read it, we wouldn't be lost. I had a t-shirt once that says, yes, I am lost. But I'm making great time. And I think, Outside of the life uh, with Christ and outside of walking with Christ, that's what we're doing. We're, yeah, I'm lost, but I'm making great time. Or, yeah, I'm lost, but I'm having a great time. And we have this, these directions. Okay, so Herod, kind of a creep. Again, anyone want to argue that with me? Not a real nice guy. And he talks to these wise men, and these wise men... Um, they were astrologers, and they were uh, uh, scientists, if you will. I mean, these were, uh, these were wise men. They knew how to read signs and see the, uh, the universe declaring, can I go so far as to say, declaring his majesty? I mean, do you guys notice a new star if it comes up? I noticed the moon, ooh, cool, you know, and away we go. But these guys studied. And so when 
Herod gets to them and he says, hey, I got an idea. And I, I can't help but put a kind of a funny voice to him. But uh, Herod, you know, can you imagine? Hey, guess what, guys? You know, you, I, this is wonderful. You go find the Messiah. You go find this baby. Let me know where he is. Because, well, I want to go worship him too. Liar. He didn't like the law because there's going to be new law coming. The king of the Jews. He's, wait a minute, I'm Herod. I'm the king of the Jews. Well, after Caesar. But I've got my own little area that I'm in control of, and this is bad. I'm going to make sure that this is gone. Herod reacted to the epiphany, to the new law coming, not loving it, not meditating on it for good, but wanting to subvert it, wanting to derail it, wanting to stop it. Sometimes we look at law and we want to subvert it and stop it. Sir, I got you at uh, 80 miles an hour. No, no way. I'll see you in a court. I'm going to argue it, right? You know those, those radar things aren't calibrated. Yeah, they are. But we want to subvert the laws, don't we? What other parts in our lives do we want to subvert the law? I love your law. I love your words in this book, except for those ones that I might want to reinterpret and say, well, that was then. And this is now. And what was culturally right then is different now. Anyone ever had any of those arguments? Yeah. Yeah. So he reacted, Herod reacted with disdain, with calculated a plan to subvert, as opposed to the Magi. The Magi knew that there was a new king coming. And the Magi rejoiced in that. They meditated on that. They planned on that. They traveled to go see that. They wanted what it was that he was bringing. And they were obedient. Let's contrast that with something else. Let's say... Uh, I don't know, is there anything that, that maybe you're being disobedient in right now? Oh, pastor, you drive too fast. Yeah, that's me. But I'm asking you to think about you. Where is there a, a part in your life that you aren't running to in, in obedience? And how is that going for you? Are you lost and making good time? Tell me. Paul, in his epistle, I love when somebody is speaking and they say, here's the point, and I'm sure you do too, especially this morning. But here's the point is what Paul reveals. He says, there was a mystery revealed to me of God's grace. The mystery is that of Christ revealed by the Holy Spirit. That he also revealed to the apostles. And the mystery is this, that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. There's the gospel. 
The law came in with this baby. The law came in with Christ, the last king, the last uh, priest that we would ever have. And not just for Israel, but also for the Gentiles. And I thank you, Gary, for pointing that, at, that out because that is the, the thread that weaves through all of this this morning. Is that you, a Gentile, matters to God. That you, who were considered the least by God's chosen people, are equal to, in the Father's eyes, co-heirs. That this gift that was given is for you. And that's his revelation. That's what his epiphany was. That is what Paul is telling us. And so he also gives us a job description. When he says that he became a servant of the gospel by the gift of God's grace, by the working of his power, he is humble. He says, I am less than the least of these. That is all God's people. As a pastor, as a shepherd, Paul came and said, I'm unnaturally born. I am the chief of all sinners. And he cared enough for me to change me. Paul was an expert in the law, but Paul, before his epiphany before his revelation that's all that he was an expert at the law and it didn't give life but on that road when he met Jesus he was given life he was given eyes to see how ironic even though he was blinded to see God in the midst of this what a wonderful testimony it is for God being able to do anything when you have one of the greatest persecutors of Jews of the time and he comes and now he's proclaiming a gospel that includes a life eternal for even Gentiles. He goes on to say that his job description is that he is to and you are to and I am to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ Jesus. To make sure, to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery. Grace given by God, the creator of all. So that God should be known to the rulers like Herod, like Magi, like you, like me. To the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. The main point is this, in Christ, we can, through faith, approach God with freedom and confidence. It's interesting that we all are going to have this, this feeling to subvert the law or obey the ones that we are comfortable with obeying and overlooking the ones that we do not. We have the ability to look at uh, this world and justify things. I know this particularly in, in the realm of uh, those that are fighting uh, addictions. It, it, it is oftentimes been, been looked at as Egypt. And, and when times get tough, we want to go back to Egypt. 
yeah, I know I'm lost, but I'm making good time. And boy, Egypt was really nice, wasn't it? And, and Herod wanted what he, he wanted to keep what he had, so he was going to break the law. He was going to try to subvert God to keep what he had. Egypt calls. It might have even called to the Magi. Who knows what might have happened to them had they gone to Herod and done what he said. We know that Herod was furious that they, now listen to me, he was furious that they took another road. Come back to him and do something that was evil. They were given an epiphany of their own, a revelation of their own to not go back to Herod. They chose not to go back to Egypt or to Herod. There's a metaphor there. They chose a different road. And that is what we are called to do. We are called to speak out to those that have chosen the wrong road. We are called to, to show them, as Paul says, the grace and the peace that comes from our Lord. That they might choose a different road. How is that done? Well, in our, in our roadmap here, our GPS, the Bible, we know that Again, uh, through our baptism, we get recalculated. Have you guys seen that commercial, Mayhem on TV, where the guy says he's, you know, recalculating, right? Well, well we get recalculated when we were baptized or that we are baptized. How? Well, we die a death like his and we rise in a resurrection like his. The old is dead. The old is dead, and the new man comes up. That is taking a different road, not one that goes back to Egypt, but one that goes to the Lord, one that comes to Jesus. He gives us another epiphany. He gives us another revelation. He gives us another comfort and experience of grace in his sacrament of the altar whereupon he says that I will be there with you and I am in those elements I am in the water I am in the bread and I am in the blood and that is one of the ways that I express and give and pour out my grace and my, my forgiveness and my salvation upon you those that who believe so we don't have to be lost and we don't have to be like Herod trying to subvert that which is that's that which is and what that which is 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 here that God so loved the world here we go again can it be that simple yeah it can the simplicity of this gospel is that God so loved the world, he loved you, the Jews and the Gentiles, that God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whoever should believe should not perish but have everlasting life. So the question is, if the directions are that simple, why? Why don't people grasp it? I can't answer that for you. 
all I can say that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death and his resurrection and his wonderful coming again. And that's enough. As often as you come together, as often as you break bread with each other, as often as you are kind with each other, that's enough. As often as you reach out and cry out to the Lord who can give you all things that are necessary and needed, and he answers that that's enough. As often as you come to this table, that's enough. In the name of Jesus, amen. Let's now confess our faith by saying together the words to the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Led by the light of the star, the wise still come, and at the bidding of the Lord, kneel before him with their prayers for all people as they have need. As once the Magi of old came to adore the infant Savior and to bring him the worship of their hearts, hands, and gifts, so do we come this day giving thanks for your mercy and rejoicing in your promise kept. Bring the light of your word to all who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You have established your church and drawn into her people from every race, tribe, and people. Bless all those entrusted with the leadership of the church and give to all pastors, especially Pastor Ken, and the missionaries the boldness of your spirit, that they may proclaim the saving truth of your word without fear. Bless those who hear that they may be brought to faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bring to an, end to, all, to an end all threats of violence and raise up for all the peoples, leaders who will act with integrity, pursue justice, and follow your commands. Grant to all people the blessing of food, shelter, medical care, and safety in their homes. And bless those whose duty it is to protect and defend them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Guide those who teach your word and fill the classrooms in our churches, schools, universities, and seminaries with children, youth, and adults who seek to know Jesus Christ. Prosper the publishing of faithful books to teach the faith and bless the ways in which we may use the gift of technology for the faithful witness of the gospel. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. 
Give to all people the comfort of your presence, healing according to your will, relief to their suffering, and an end to the terrors of mind and heart, especially to those whom we, whose names we hold in our hearts and now name to you silently or aloud. Sustain the weary with your word, the wounded with hope, and the dying with peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Mindful of your plan of the mystery hidden for the ages and revealed in Christ, we come together in this place as one people by baptism and set apart to live out our common vocation of worship, witness, intercession, and mercy work. Bless the gifts we bring as you once honored the Magi by accepting gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With the faithful of every time and place, we give you thanks and praise. Through their example, we are encouraged to fight the good fight of faith. Through the apostles, prophets, and all the saints, you have displayed your saving glory for the benefit of all people. Guard us against the power of doubt and fear and help us endure, that we may be kept among your sons and daughters who shall see you and be filled with the radiance of your glory forever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. You have made us all your chosen people, members of Christ's body, co-heirs with him of all the riches of your grace, including the privilege of this holy table. Here the one in faith receives the one body of Christ and his one blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Bless our communion in Christ and bring peace and unity that we may see the day when no divisions prevent us from kneeling in your presence and receiving this blessed Eucharist for our life and salvation and for the life and salvation of all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. With exceedingly great joy in your promises and with confidence that you will hear and answer your people, we commend into your hands ourselves and all for whom we pray. Through Christ our Lord, whom with the Father and Holy Spirit, you are one God and one Lord, now and forevermore. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Stand. Will you pray with me the offertory prayer? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father. Through Christ our Lord, sharing our life, he lived among us to reveal your glory and love, that our darkness should give way to his own brilliant light. And so, with the church on earth, 
and the hosts of heaven. We praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, in much the same way, after supper, Jesus took the cup. And he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and that we drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death and his resurrection and his triumphant coming again. Let us now pray the prayer together that Jesus gave to us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. He calls his children to the table. He longs to have communion with you at his table. And he is here right now Come, the table is prepared. Once we were lost and making good time or maybe kidding ourselves that we were even having a good time, now we are found. And we are found not in ourselves, but we're found in Christ, clothed in Christ, fed by Christ. I pray that that brings you some joy and some peace, knowing his grace that is so abundant. And now, the benediction. I love you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. 
In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is Jesus Shall Reign on page